Indians guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is May 16th, 2021. The Pirates struggled against the Reds again this week, but we split four game series against the Giants. I'm kind of okay with that. What's up, Jake? How we doing, bud? Well, pretty good. Got to go out and hit the softball around a little bit today. Get outside. It's always a good day. Man, what a day. It was nice out. Well, another three and four week for the Buckos. Not too bad. I'll take that. Kind of what you'd expect going into most weeks. You're going to have weeks that are up, weeks that are down. Hey, it wasn't 0-7, you know what I mean? Right. That feels good. Mm-hmm. So last week we we had the we had the the privilege to be able to record in the same room. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a blast. Back to normalcy this week. So the weird thing was is it was I was Saturday and then Sunday we're we're sitting there. We're we were still uh still hanging out Sunday. And it's like, oh, the pirates just made like fourteen thousand moves. <laughs> so I I had to chime in and record a little spot Sunday night when I was doing the edits, but we didn't really get to talk about all this. Right. We had Key Brian moved to the 60-day DL. Colin Moran was added to the DL after we had a conversation about what if they have to do that. And then, I mean, just a ton of things. But for the rest of the week, Will Craig was called up as part of all this. Todd Frazier's gone. DFA'd. Outright assignment, which he declined, which is expected. He's a free agent, right, completely right. gone. And then Kyle Crick gets hurt, and he's on the 10-day with right triceps. And then Philip Evans with a hamstring. So it's like, holy cow. Ben Gamble's here. We claimed him. We talked about that. He's now activated. He's playing games. Miggy Yahoo got a call up, got a start, got a sent back down. Kyle Keller got called up. No relation to Mitch. Gave up a couple of runs in the game. It's just so many moves. And yeah. this, I, I mean, like, I don't know if the rest of the year is going to be this crazy, but if you're not paying attention, you're just casually watching the game, you got to be thinking, like, who is this? Who's playing <laughs> for my favorite team? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of moves, and they happened quick. I mean, if you... If you like I said, if you're casual and you're like, hey, they were losing a bunch of games, so I stopped watching, and then you didn't realize, like, oh, hey, I want to turn on a game. You could turn it on and see Kai Tom and Ben Gamble and <laughs> Will Craig and give me another example. The all these guys are in the lineup and you're thinking, like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Who are some of these people? Who are some of these guys? I mean, even like, even to say like, Will Crow, how is Will, who's Will Crow? How does he have three, four starts? And I don't even, you know what I mean? Right. Like, of course, I mean, we're following along. We're, geez. So here's the thing with injuries. And this is kind of, this is with like the deal that I use all the time. Next man up. Every team's going to deal with injuries. Mm -hmm. Next man up. Uh, uh, We're running out of next mans. We sure are. (laughs) I feel like we're running running through them like crazy. I feel like these moves are going to begin to be what Ben Gamble is. It's like, well, we don't have somebody, but there's got to be somebody on the waiver wire right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Signing free agents out of no. I mean, we're going to get to the point where we sign Neil Walker. (laughs) Bring him back out of retirement. Hey, Neil, listen, I know that you retired, but we kind of need you. We're running (laughs) out of people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just been. It's been a roller coaster so that you know over the past you know week. Uh a revolving door. Yeah. It feels like. Yep. It is what it is. Next man up. And like we said, this is why this is why projections don't make sense. Because if you project a team, if I was to project a team that I knew I was gonna have Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds and Key Brian Hayes and Colin Moran and Philip Evans. Well, Philip Evans, I wouldn't have projected him to do what he's done so far, but Right. If you were to say, like, well, these guys are going to be in the lineup for 162 games, then that's one thing. And you could say, like, well, hey, they might 
only lose 90. But you know they're not going to be. Right. You just hope that these things, that first off, that they're not all out at the same time. And second, that it's not Key Brian on the 60 day. That changes things. And we talked about this. Like that, that changes things. It sure does. Now, other teams are dealing with it too. Look at the Dodgers. They're in third place right now. I still think they're going to win the division, but now they got Corey Seager out for four weeks. That's they a got big loss. They got Dustin May going for Tommy Johns, and it's like, well, I could see them not, but I mean, they're loaded. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just added Albert Pujols. I don't know that that's really going to help that situation. Mm. <laughs> no. No, probably not. Anyway, it injuries are going to happen, and that's why projections get messed up. Because you project it based on a roster. We talked about this before. We're not deep. And so if we run into a lot of injuries, right. it's going to show up in our L column. Especially if our pitchers start going down. Yeah. It's just going to be, it's it's going to change a lot of things because it's not deep. And here's the thing. You're not going to bring up a prospect too early. No. I'd rather lose 10 straight games putting some rando out in center field than to like ruin somebody's you know i guess ten, i mean that's kind of a goofy thing to say because it's like oh you were just gonna wait 10 days well no like the idea is like i would rather lose an extra five games in a right. year where i'm okay losing those extra five games than to bring right. somebody up and have a cole tucker situation all over again disrupt their development yeah right because that's yeah, i get that because that's what's happened with cole tucker you know i think I mean, I think we've covered that. Mm-hmm. A lot of moves, but, you know, it is, like I said, it is what it is. And I hate that phrase sometimes, but it defines it pretty good. So, for this week, let's go into the games a little bit. So, real quick, though, I know that, like, we do these on Monday morning, and I kind of did chime in a little bit when I did that and, and give, hey, the Pirates won on Sunday. But last Sunday, the Pirates did win, And Tyler Anderson went eight innings and only gave up four hits and was really good. He he dealt. He's way better than I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah, He's having a good year. Maybe we'll talk about him a little bit later. Hold that (laughs) thought. (laughs) Troy Stokes got his debut that day. You know, it was, it was a thing, but the pirates ended up winning it and it was close at the end because he gave, you know, the, the crick and Rodriguez give up some runs there. Mm-hmm. but came away with the win. All that's good. And then the Reds. And holy cow. Why can't, I mean, I know everyone's talking about it right now. If you're following anybody else, obviously. The Pirates can't play against the Like, they're just like, we're, we're playing the Reds? Okay, let's give up a ton of runs and not score any. <laughs> yeah. 14-1 to 1 on Monday. And it was another Mitch Keller seven-run start, didn't get out of the fourth inning, and it's like, geez, dude. Tyler Malley was good. They were fine. But then Oviedo comes in. He gives up four more runs late. Then Hartlieb comes in. He gives up three runs. The Reds just have our number right now. It got a little bit better on Tuesday because Brubaker pitched. This guy, he's just going to continue to deal. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good, man. It's not even, I mean... Yeah, he's attacking. He's he's going at the hitters. You know, it's he ain't scared. No, no, he looks good. Mm-hmm. Stokes got a couple hits. That was his first major league hit. That's cool. I, there's nothing that it's it's my deal. There's nothing better than a guy who gets his first hit. Yeah, or first home run. I well, just you, I just you think about. Go ahead. You you saw that he he thought it. Well, they they even marked it as a hit in his first game. Oh yeah yeah and yeah. And then they changed it to an error. Yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you thought you had your hit, and oh, by the way, we're gonna, we're gonna go back and change that. That was actually an error. It was, which an error. it was. It, it yeah. was. Yep. But I I still. wonder. I th- I wonder if he knew that. Yeah. I wonder if in the back of his mind he thought that's probably gonna get changed. <laughs> it's like a bittersweet first hit, right? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a while and see if that's the first. Actually, it's kind of interesting because you might say like, I don't want that to be my first hit. Yeah. A questionable one. Right. But then he got two hits the next day. It's fine. Yeah. And drove in two runs. You know what I mean? Right. So, <clears throat> great job. You actually took part in the win. Right. But Brubaker's nasty. He's just good. 
He hmm. shut him down. Two more hits for Adam Frazier. We'll talk about that later. Adam Frazier gets a day off on Wednesday and Reynolds. And Kai Tom found himself in the leadoff spot. And just a, it was a 10-inning game. It was a good game. It was a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. But Underwood just gives up four runs in the top of the 10th. Just kind of took you out of it. It was it yeah. was a good game, and then it was like, oh, that one got away. Yeah. But I will say about Tom, not a, like, when you see Kai Tom's leading off for you, you're kind of like, what are we doing today? Guy's hitting 149. Well, he was essentially one for three. He got walked once. He was over two. I'm kind of okay with one for three. Yeah, for a day. For one day? I'm fine with that. Yeah. He works. He works at bats a lot. He he sees a lot of pitches. He's that old school mentality of a leadoff hitter. I'm okay with it for, you know. You think that's old school? Just the leadoff spot. Okay. I, I think it's that. new school to do that all the way through the lineup. Yeah. All right. I got you. That makes sense. I can't, I, I can't stand it. <laughs> you want to fix pace of play, just tell the hitters to hit the first pitch fastball that's down the middle instead of watching it. That's Adam Frazier, ain't it? Pitch, no, yeah. If yeah, you throw absolutely. a fastball down the middle to Adam Frazier, he's hitting. He's hitting. Yeah. I love it. Dude, Adam Frazier. Moving on. Because we lost the series to the Reds, and it was ugly. And we're losing a lot to the Reds. And it's a lot of ugly. However, Giants come into town, leading the NL West, and just <laughs> on fire. Yeah. I mean, really pitched well throughout the series. Yeah. Will Crow. Throws on Thursday, three runs in five innings, but ultimate like it's a pretty good start. We said this about him before. He's not like setting the world on fire, but it's like, hey, thanks for those five innings. That was pretty good. You kept us in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Bullpen shuts him down. We just didn't score. Five hits. De Sclafani pitched in this game, only gives up one hit through five. He was good. He's been good all year. He's the guy that the Reds thought they were getting when they when they picked him up. Yeah. So lose three to one that game. Friday, Friday's game was fun. Yeah. Once again, great pitching. Gossman was awesome. Eight innings, 12 Ks. Doesn't walk anyone. And that watching him, you were thinking, I don't know how we're going to score. And then, well, we didn't, but <laughs> just the one <laughs> run. And then Miggy Yahoo. Yeah, this is his pop up start. Dude, I'm wondering when. And I guess it probably matters on who's there right now. Will Crow's doing fine. Yeah. Chad Cool's not back yet. I wonder if they're just saying, like, well, you know, we're going to give him some spot starts. Yahore, uh, I'm talking about. We're going to give right. him some spot, tar- spot starts until there's a, a long-term spot opened up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, I'm, I'm okay with that. He's still young, so I'm patient. But uh, Bob Watt kept saying, this is a guy who knows what he wants to do. And I think that's the thing that's really interesting about him because that's kind of the, the deal. I mean, he knows what he wants to do, and then he just does it, you know? That's kind of, especially for him being a young guy, that's that's kind of an, a, a growth thing. Like, I don't want to say growth, but a matured way of pitching. Like, he, he's getting it already. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, nobody was scoring. It was just a well-pitched game. Howard comes in the sixth inning and just strikes out the side, like mows him down. Underwood, is uh, he's the one to give up the run in the top of the eighth. Crawford hit the home run, which mm-hmm. they talked about on the broadcast, but it was the same thing. It just reminded you of the Grand Slam in a wild card game. Like it was the same type of home run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just missed it, but just far enough. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, ah. Uh, with with the way, you know, this was the top of the eighth. So we went in the bottom of the eighth. Gosman's still on the mound. And I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But then yeah. but then that was it. You know, they the Jake McGee came in to get the save, one nothing, And Adam Frazier starts off with a single. I mean, that, you know what I mean? Adam Frazier. Mm-hmm. He gets a single. Kevin Newman singles. Ryan Reynolds singles, we tie the game. And then Will Craig strikeout, Polanco strikeout, Eric Gonzalez strikeout. We could have just won it right there, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Great job. But this game was fun. That's the only reason I'm going further into this one, because it was fun. So then you go into the bottom, or you go into the into the 10th. Richard Rodriguez lights out. Great. 
Don't even let him score. Which, at that point, you're thinking, okay, there's a guy on second. Like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But then their guy was good. Two punch outs. Not Nobody gets a run in the tent. This is the, It was like, okay, how long are we going to do this? Certainly not that long. So you go into the 11th. Oviedo comes in. Last out and gave up four runs, three or four runs. Gives up the run. Now, it doesn't count against him. That's not an earned run. That guy started at second and didn't earn it. Right. Uh, fly out to center field. He moves up to third. How are you going to get out of this? <laughs> Other than they get a right. single, they score the run. He walks a guy, but then they get the other two outs, a couple ground outs. All right, one run. Let's go to work. So Michael Perez starts off at second, and you're like, all right, well, you know, we don't get speed out there, but whatever. Who leads off the inning? Adam Frazier. <laughs> Crushes a triple to right field. Now you're like, well, we're tied up and the game's over, basically, right? I mean, let's yeah. just do it. Yeah. Kevin Newman. All you need is a base hit. Who's better off? Who's better to, to be up to bat than Kevin Newman when all you need is a base hit? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he pops out to Brandon Crawford. <laughs> Broken bat. Broken bat pop out. Okay, that's fine. So then well, they when he first When he first hit that, I was like, there it is, bloop, single over the... Yeah. Nope, it bat nope. broke. He got nothing on it. <laughs> so then I love what the Giants did here. They just intentionally walk Brian Reynolds and Will Craig and just said, all right, base is loaded because it doesn't matter. Right. Let's get Gregory Polanco, the guy I know I can strike out. I he, thought he got guy it. guy has zero hits against left-handed pitching. Did you think he got it? No. No. Okay. I wonder, when he hit it off the bat, I wondered if he got it. When he hit it, it I guess it didn't even register. Like, I didn't even think about it because as soon as he hit it, I said, game over. Yep. So I guess I didn't even literally think about it, whether it was getting out or not. Yeah. I wish Polanco was better. The dude's so much fun. Yeah. Like, I wish that he could have been what we thought he was going to be. But anyway, walk-off win. Awesome. 11 innings. Had to do it. In, like, had to tie it in the bottom of the ninth. Then down one again. Had to tie it in the bottom of the 11th. And Adam Frazier, to me, he he makes that. He makes all that. Yeah. You know, the leadoff single. Then the leadoff. And then the not leadoff. Yeah, leadoff triple to score a run because there's a runner on Adam Frazier. You want to talk about him later? <laughs> <laughs> so then we go into Saturday night, which was the, I mean, this game to me, it was like, oh, you come off that pitcher's duel, and then you start off, Tyler Anderson gives off th- gives up three runs in the first inning, and you're like, oh, man. And then he, gets, he still gets through five. I mean, he gives one more run in the third, gets through five, and it's like, okay. And then bottom of the fifth, here comes the Pirates. A couple runs, let's go. Cut the lead in half, and then they get two more right off the bat. And you're like, dang it. You just want to, you know, seventh inning. So if Adam Frazier was the guy before, right, who's the guy now? Jacob Stallings. So, you know, whatever happens, we end up, Adam Frazier actually flies out in the inning. But Kevin Newman drives in Eric Gonzalez. And then Brian Reynolds hit by a pitch. It was like this kind of weird thing. Troy Stokes scores on a wild pitch. Here we go. Jacob Stallings double. That ground ball down the line. And it's like Stallings coming through. Ties the game. And then we get to the bottom of the ninth. Jake McGee comes in. Tie game at six. Who leads off the inning? Adam Frazier. (laughs) Adam Frazier. (laughs) Singles the left field again. (laughs) Newman flies out. And then Reynolds hits the double. And I'm like laying on the couch. (laughs) And I jump up, <laughs> Brian Reynolds, Brian Reynolds, let's go. Because <laughs> I'm convinced that Frazier's going to score. Yeah. Frazier rounds third, and they show him in the broadcast. I'm like, oh, crap, he's gassed. <laughs> 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 he, he looked like he lost a step. But, dude, Talkman throws a perfect strike to, to Crawford. Mm-hmm. Crawford throws a perfect strike to him. And you know Crawford's arm. I mean, he's got an absolute cannon. And it yeah. was a bullet to throw him out. I thought it was good, though. I mean, Reynolds, as he should, got into third on the play. And it was kind of like, you questioned it afterwards. I thought that I thought the game was over. Also, he got the best bounce off that wall you could ever get, too. Yeah. It bounced yeah. right into they his hands. They were talking about that. It, yeah, in that corner, it bounces around a lot sometimes. Well, this one, 
It was like a magnet that went right to him. <laughs> and he played it well. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it was, you know, he played it well. Yeah. Sure. For a visiting player to play it that well was impressive. Yeah. But you were like, dude, there's only one out. Why, why even send him? Yeah. Well, because it's 2021 and probably the next six guys are going to strike out. But I uh, know. Dude, Jacob Stallings. Again, kind of one of those things like, yeah, but there's two outs. He hit the double to tie it earlier. Like, all he needs is a base hit. He's a smart hitter. He could just go backside, dump one into right field, game over. No. The guy who I say will never hit more than five home runs in a year hits the home run and flips the bat. And I was like, I mean, of course I'm screaming at this point. I mean, as loud as I can with a one-year-old sleeping. But, mm-hmm. My I wife mean, thought I was crazy. <laughs> I was screaming. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, Stallings with a walk-off home run. She's like, oh, that was to win the game. I wondered why he was going crazy. <laughs> Dude, it just, it reminded me of like the Starling Marte, like home run and then mic drop, you know, that like bat. It wasn't really a bat flip as much as it was like a bat drop. Yeah. He basically said like game over. And the crazy thing is, is it's so out of character for a guy like Stallings. Mm-hmm. And I just, dude, it it just pumped me up. I was like, I'm yeah. never going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that was awesome. To me, that game and then the fact that it was like Jacob Stallings and then Adam Frazier and the, the whole thing. And it's like, these are the guys you want up. It's rare you get an opportunity to get. The, well, really, uh, for me, it's, it's Frazier and Reynolds. And they both mm-hmm. like. Frazier with the triple and the other one Reynolds with the base hit to, you know, and then in this game it's Frazier and then it was Reynolds with a double down the line. And you just were like, these are our guys, you know, but then for Stallings to, I'm looking for a base hit. Yeah. And he drops a bomb. I mean, it wasn't cheap. I mean, he knew it too, obviously. Yeah. He, he said afterwards, wow, I figured it was either going to go out or he was going to catch it. No, you knew it was gone. <laughs> You're just being nice. Yeah. You knew it was right. gone. Yeah. Jacked me up. They did lose the game today. But at this point, who cares, right? Right. <laughs> Mitch Keller was good today. Yeah. He was good. Two runs, five innings, three walks still, but he punched out eight. And, you know, he ge- he gave up the, the run in the first inning, which was kind of like uh, a swinging bunt. You you really won that at bat. You know what I mean? For, for only one yeah. run to score was like, okay, I'll trade that in this scenario. You almost got the double play to keep the run from scoring, but and that was even the only reason you didn't get the double play is because it was so it was hit so light. So you're getting yeah. soft contact, you know what I mean? And you don't get the double play because of soft contact. So you're kind of thinking like, no, I I had a great inning, even though I gave up a run. Right. So I know that we've beat this into the ground about Mitch Keller and about what are we seeing. And we were taking a look at this. It has literally been Every other start for him this year, which is bizarre to me. That it's, I mean, like, I would say, well, he's been inconsistent. No, he's been really consistent. <laughs> <laughs> His first start was three innings, and he walks four. Now, he K's four, and he gives up three runs, but in three innings. And then his second start, five innings, one run, seven punch outs, just one walk. Okay? And then he goes three and a third with seven runs, walks three. Oh. And then he comes back, five innings, two runs, five strikeouts, no walks. And then his very next start, two and a third, four runs, five walks. <laughs> what are we doing? Right. And then his next start against San Diego, the five and two thirds, only two hits, no runs, five strikeouts, two walks. Very next start, May 10th against Cincinnati, three and a third, seven runs. This was the 14 to one blowout. He did only walk two guys in that game, but he only struck out two, and he gave up seven runs. <laughs> yeah. And then five innings, two runs, eight strikeouts. He did have three walks again, but eight strikeouts. So that's the other thing is, yeah, there was, you know, three's too many, but when you punch out eight, it's kind of like, well, you made up for it. Right. I, I don't know what to make of that because that's the thing we said, wow, but he's inconsistent. And I'm kind of like, mm, he's pretty consistent. Every other start, he does well. Yeah. It's weird. He's fighting out there. You know, I mean, he knows He knows what's going on. He knows he's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> um, And it's just, that's that's a young guy. 
Yeah. You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping he can fight through this and and really be and no one has no one has great outings every single time except Jacob DeGrom. But you know, he can have a lot more good outings than bad. Mm-hmm. Cause he's got the stuff. When he has the command of his fastball, dude is dangerous. Yeah, and that's been the big thing is command of mm-hmm. the fastball. Give just giving up a lot of hits too. Yeah. It's been kind of the big thing. I'm wondering if if when he's losing, like if in those games maybe he didn't have as many walks, he didn't feel like he could control his two seam, maybe he was throwing the four seam, and the four seams what gets hit because it's straighter. I haven't looked at the numbers on on what's getting hit and what's not. Maybe that's something we'll maybe that's something we'll look into is it, what's getting hit. Is his yeah. off speed getting hit because he's throwing off speed for strikes, right? Or is the fastball not getting hit because it's not in the zone? You know what I mean? Like, where's that happening? I almost feel like if you're an opposing hitter, you might even be taking fastballs. Yeah, sitting on off speed. Yeah. Because they're hits. Like, they're getting hits against him. He's only given up four home runs. Yeah. I don't have a frame of, of reference to say, like, oh, yeah, he's given up a ton. I don't think that's a ton of homers. He hasn't given up more than one in a game. You know what I mean? What's he through? Six starts? Seven eight, starts? Eight starts. Eight starts? I mean, that's not... Nah, that's not terrible. <laughs> giving up a home run every other <laughs> start. He did give up a home run in one of his good games and not one in a, in one of his bad games. So it's not consistent to say, well, every time he struggles, he gives up a homer. It's not even that. But it's, he, it's not like the home run ball is what's getting him. Right. Yeah, I don't know. 20 walks in 32 and two-thirds innings. That was, that was a lot. That's what's getting him. Well, but no, 39 hits in 32 and two-thirds. I mean, really, right. the walks are getting him because those runs are scoring with the hits. But giving right. up that many hits is mm-hmm. you, you, you can have one or the other maybe. I mean, you shouldn't have the walks because the walks you can control. Right. The hit, if you're getting beat and they're getting hits, that's that's a whole other thing. Or if you're getting hits because the defense isn't making plays, things like that. Like if they're out of position or what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't, like I said, I haven't looked into the deeper numbers of his like batting average balls in play. You know what I mean? Things like that. Like are guys getting lucky against him? Or I mean, today a little bit with some soft contact, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I said I wonder. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, me too. But you know, like you're eight starts in now. You've got four good, four bad. So as a as a pitching coach and a major league pitcher, I think you're starting to. I guarantee you, they're starting to get a. a they're starting to be able to put a picture on these are the things that work when you're good. These are the things that go wrong when you're bad. So yeah. let's, you know what I mean. Let's see what we can do. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna be like we said. It's gonna be like that for a minute. Until they can, yep. until they can pinpoint these, the the strengths and the weaknesses, they're gonna have to. You have to build a case, you know. Mm-hmm. So one last thing uh, before we get into Adam Frazier is because we were talking about the stallings and the walk off and the double and all that. He did leave today's game. Foul ball off Posey hit him in the leg, and we talk about moves. You're not going to see Stallings for at least a few days. Right. It's a left uh, quad contusion or left thigh contusion or something like that. Yeah, it's a bruise on his leg. Yeah. And that's going to hurt for a few days, especially for a catcher. Absolutely. And it's yeah, down close to the knee. Yeah, it's close to yep. the knee. So that's going to be, it's going to bug him. If that flares up and starts swelling and they have to make a move, it's just one more. And somebody's going to have to be DFA'd. Because they have no other catchers on the 40-man roster except for those two guys. Yeah. They have a couple guys at AAA who've played in the majors before. So, you know, it's not like they're completely lost. They have, they're going to have to... We don't have very many catching prospects. So we're not going to be rushing anybody <laughs> to the majors. <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah, they've got some guys. There's, there's, there's actually at least one or two more. Uh, but still... That's rough because you didn't plan on those guys being on the 40-man. They're not part of your future, but now you're going to have to try to, again, bump somebody else off of that. 
You're yeah. just going to keep losing players. Michael Feliz was claimed. The Reds, of all teams, claimed Michael Feliz. So they've got two of our bullpen arms that we, with, with, with Fulmer from spring training. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> but, all right, Adam Frazier. Leading the National League in hits. We've talked about all these games like uh, Frazier, Monday, two hits. I'm going to go through the box scores here. Monday, two hits. Tuesday, two hits. Had a day off on Wednesday. Did he get it? Did he get it? I didn't think he pinched. He got in. He got in late. That's when his hitting streak ended. You're right. Yep. And so he did go over two there on a day that was supposed to be a day off. Because Evans got hurt, right? Yep. That's when Evans went down. Yeah. Okay. So then he went over four on Thursday, actually. And then four hits to make up for the over four. On Friday, <laughs> four hits on Friday, and then he goes into Saturday and gets two more, and then today gets two more. And he doesn't stop. He's in three twenty three right now. So the question is: This is the guy that we talked about with the, in spring training. We said, why is he still on the Pirates? Right. Mm-hmm. That was the question. Now we didn't have a problem with it because we like him. Right. But when do you when do you move him or do you move him? That that's where we're going with this, because I mean, lit, I mean, like I think we've won a couple games because of him. Mm-hmm. We're seventeen I'm, and twenty three. We could be fifteen and twenty. You know what I mean? We could be worse. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm on the fence with Adam Frazier, and let me tell you why. Well, that's what I expect you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking like. We are literally paying zero players other than Polanco. We do not have a a decent sized contract at the moment. And Polanco's gone after this year. He's a guy, Adam Frazier's a guy I feel like we could get a hold of, sign him for two years, twenty five million. We're gonna have plenty of plenty plenty of uh budget to do that. Okay. And he's just gonna he's he's going to be with him and Reynolds there for a few more years and Reynolds hopefully even longer. It's just something you don't have to worry about. There's always gonna be something to watch the pirates for. On the other hand, if he can bring us a top catching prospect, we have none. I don't Not know that there's while. many out there. It's <laughs> the, right. a big thing, but it's a problem. But and I if you get the right package. If you get the right package for anybody, anybody's expendable. I get it. But he's just a guy that I just, I love seeing him in a Pirates uniform. I just, there's just something. I, I feel like he, like you said, I mean, he's literally winning us games, not single-handedly by any stretch of no, the No, yeah. I don't and mean he that needs, at all. Yeah, he needs the guy behind, guys behind him because he's not, he's not like automatic offense like these other, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got one home run. And this is, I think this is why he's still a pirate. Because teams right now are saying, we're not going to give up a lot for a guy who just hits singles. I mean, they're not just singles, but this is what they're, you know what I mean? You can imagine. He's making $4.3 million this year. He's the second highest paid player on our team. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I understand. I don't know. I don't know that you, I don't know that you pay him that much. But then again, I don't have any other thing. So one of the things that I look at it as, if we're not if we're not expected to win those two games that he let's say he's good for, then could you just the problem is is we don't have Key Brian right now, right? So there's no like who are you gonna play? I guess you could play Wilmer Defoe, but like it's just one more like now you got to bring somebody else up, or you can just say well when Moran gets back, you know. Well, Craig stays yeah. there or something. I don't know. Well, Craig can play. He can play a little third, too. You know what I mean? He's got a good yeah. glove. He won a gold glove last year or the year before. In AAA. He made a nice play today, too. Yeah. He's good. Uh, glove, which was kind of interesting because you would think, oh, he was all power and he didn't happen. But, no, mm-hmm. there's more to his game than that. Right. Like He's a solid defender, which is something we haven't had in a long time at first base. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that teams are willing to give up much to get Adam Frazier, and I think that's the problem. So the question is, 
are teams calling and asking about him yet? Because if they are, I almost feel like, well, then we got to move him. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm on the fence. Right. He's a guy that I would love to see us, you know, try to you know get a few more years out of. But at the same time, if you get the right package for almost anybody, you got to take it. Right. Almost that. Yeah. Especially at this point. Now, obviously, if you're contending. Right. You know. And that's all I'm talking about. And in the state we're in right now. Yeah, I I don't know. I cause I, I look at it and I say he's twenty nine years old. He's so if he's at four point three now, he's a free agent next year. Am I right about that? Or is there still one more year of arbitration? I think he's a free agent after this year. So that's what makes it really hard. If he's not going to impact a team that like that much, I don't know that you get anything great for him. Right. I really don't know. I think it's a way different argument for a lot of people than it is for Adam Frazier. Then again, the dude hits. Yeah. And he always has. And he all, I mean, not always, but. He's of Sherlock to hit the ball well. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't imagine a team who really needs, who has second base, and he's not a slouch on defense. Like, this is a gold glove finalist at second base. Yeah. There's a lot to like there. It does make it interesting. I mean, you got a you got team that's banged up on the West Coast that could probably use a second baseman here soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other question, though. If if right now, if if teams are missing a second baseman, they, there could be, well, yeah, but it'll be back by the deadline. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when do you actually right. make the move? Because right. you don't know and, if you're in or out right now. Right. Now, $4.3 million and you're obviously only going to, it's a prorated, you're not going to pay him. We've already paid him a lot. <laughs> so, right. you know, so it's not like there's a lot on the, there's not a lot to pay him. That's not a right. big salary. So it's not even money that's the problem. It's just the question of, yeah, it'd be nice to have him for the rest of this year. But I think if you're going to get him to anybody, it's going to be a team who is going to say, yeah, we'll take him and we'll extend him. Right. That's who you're going to get. You're going to get the biggest package for because they're they're looking at keeping him. Right. Not using him as a rental. Hmm. So then the next thing for the Pirates is, are you mo- so I guess that's where I was going with this. Are you motivated, though, to call other teams? Because other teams are going to be willing to wait and say, are we still in it in July? But if you're right. the Pirates, do you say, dude's lighting it up right now. If he starts to struggle at the beginning, of, you know how streaks go. Mm-hmm. When guys are hot, it doesn't last forever. And he's certainly hot. I just went through a list of where he, five out of six days, got more than a hit. Right. And one of those days, I mean, it was really only one game that he didn't. And he, yeah. and every other game, he got two hits <laughs> or more. Right. So he's hot. And I just, it doesn't last forever. If he cools off mid-June or cools off beginning of July and you try to deal him at the deadline and they're like, yeah, but he ain't hitting. Man, it'd be, it'd be another missed opportunity. When you're trying to build for the future... It does make it hard. Yeah. Richard Rodriguez. You know what I mean? There's another one. And we, uh, he's, uh, I just feel like he's going to get dealt this year. I mean, there's talks for sure. Not with anybody specific, but there's, you know, talks around town, should say. Not yeah. in the clubhouse, but. But do you, I mean, how many times are you going to be late in the game? I mean, think about it. Late in the game, got to lead, need to protect it. And do right. you have guys that are capable of doing that? Right now, our bullpen's strength. Yeah. I think you can depend on Bednar. You can depend on Crick when he's out there. You can depend on uh, even Sam Howard. I mean, really, it would just you wouldn't have a closer at that point. No. You'd just do closer by committee and, and run with it. And that'd be fine. That's actually what their plan was until he came out throwing like this. Right. <laughs> you find a team. I mean, but what does a closer get you? Well, more when a closer has, he's only in arbitration one right now. 
Mm-hmm. So with that said, Frazier does have one more year of arbitration. So there's another year. Of, next year is still under control. I got you. So, I mean, 4.3 this year, if he has another great year, you know, you're talking, you know, significant. I don't know how much they go up. Could he make six, eight million dollars? You know what I mean? Right. And Richard Rodriguez is only in his first year of arbitration. He still has two more years of control. So to me, that that that's even more value. And right. he's 31, so two years older than Frazier. And he's a year behind him in contract status. You know what I mean? So he's actually locked in till thir- till after his age 33 season. Yeah. Where Frazier's only locked in till age 31. So he's, you know, two years different in that. But to to think of it that way, it's like, yeah, well, Richard Rodriguez is making $1.7 this year. I can get him for $5 million and then $8 million to be my closer for two years or at least in my bullpen because that's the thing. The team that picks him up might not even need a closer. Yeah. Just need another arm. Think about him in the eighth. I mean, well, we we know what he's like in the eighth. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Good, but he and he hasn't been as good as he is right now. Like he's figured some things no, out. But he's yeah. Don't throw anything but a fastball. Is that what he's figured out? <laughs> my fastball. <laughs> People can't hit my fastball, so I'll just keep throwing it. Throw it till they can hit it. Works for Josh Hader in Milwaukee, right? But I I don't know, man. I don't know when you make the move to deal these guys if may is too early i get it but if if you can get a if you can get a package for him now when they're if if rodriguez has two outings when he blows three run saves your value goes out the window mhm is i mean there's really not very many other guys on the team who are trade candidates in my opinion to get a return the only other guy that's could be an option would be like Moran. Yeah, and he's first year of arbitration as well, so it's the same sort of thing. So yeah, Moran's a possibility. I don't think that he's a. I I think you can wait for him. And mm-hmm. part of that is is if Frazier leaves, who plays second? Well, it could be Defoe, it could be Eric Gonzalez, it could be Cole Tucker coming up, it could be Kevin Newman if you have. One of those guys. One of those guys playing short. You actually have. It could be Philip Evans for crying out loud. <laughs> when he's back. So the point is, yeah. when you deal Frazier. So we talked about Rodriguez and the guys that are in the arm or the pen. You talk about Frazier, but Colin Moran. There's nobody. Knock. I mean, sure, Philip Evans could be an option there, but I'd rather Eric have Eric Gonzalez can play there. And yeah, Will but that's Craig not can play there. Will Craig, sure, but I don't think that's. The same. I I guess you can just give him a long stay at first base if it if somebody's calling asking for the right. But I don't think you have to. I think no. at this point, if you're gonna get anything out of Frazier, it's because he has he does have next year of control. Right. So if you're gonna get anything out of him, it's gonna be now. But that's gonna be that's gonna be Moran next year. You're not motivated. You're motivated to move. If you don't move Frazier this year, I think you just keep him. Yeah, I think if you don't trade him this year, that you buy him out of arbitration. Yeah, but well, just go to what I mean. Just sign him to a one-year deal. I mean, you know what I mean. Like that's all they're going to do. They're not going to buy his free agency years because you know that they won't do it, regardless of what you and I would do. They're yeah. not going to do it. So if you don't deal him now, I just hold on to him. I guess. But then again, if he walks and somebody's willing to give you a reliever that is on the fringe of making the league, you just get him. You just take him. (laughs) If you're not winning again and it doesn't matter, you have people to play the position. So I don't know. I just think Adam Frazier is a second baseman who doesn't hit for power. So it really doesn't matter what you do. Just wait till somebody offers something that you like. Keep asking them. But it is kind of like a big bummer that he's the guy right now with what you would think to be the most value. Yeah. It's not it's not like he's going to bring a big return back. Even than what like Moran would bring back. Because he has power potential. Yeah. I think Richard Rodriguez could be as equally as important as Adam Frazier. And in my lineup, if I was making the lineup, I would I would be like, no, Adam Frazier's worth so much. 
but that's just not how it's seen. Right. I would say the only other player, Cahill hasn't been good enough to actually make it happen, but Tyler Anderson has been. So I see Tyler Anderson, Tyler Anderson definitely being moved, and maybe that's when Miguel Ujure comes up. Yeah. That long-term spot. But you don't trade him. You don't trade Anderson until Brault's coming back. And then maybe Brault just takes a spot. So maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe maybe he still doesn't get it. Right. And that's July, I think, is his timetable. So I, they've already blown this thing up. What can you say about a group of guys who are projected to lose 100 games? There's not a lot more that you can get back. Right. Dude, three and four. Not a bad week. couple walk-off wins. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. There's there's still a fun team to watch. Yep. Tell you what, I was super close to going to the game last night. Man, I really wish I would have. <laughs> That's a bummer. Would you have... Well, yeah, it wasn't super late or anything. I was going to no. say, would you have stuck around? It, this wasn't the 11-inning game. No. And you would stick around anyway. 100%. Yeah, it doesn't matter what time you got to go to work in the morning. You go to a game, you could stay till the end. Yes. Well, you're not going to a game this week. Because the Pirates have tomorrow off, or today, because we, we release these on Monday, so today. And then they're away for six of them. Mm-hmm. They got the Cardinals twice, the Braves four times. Probably a good time to run into the Braves. Right. But I shouldn't have said that, because I probably <laughs> just put the Braves into a seven-game winning streak. <laughs> Because every time I open my mouth about a team that might be struggling a little bit, uh, you know what though? I will say this: we we just split two against the Giants, and I'm not trying. I before the season, I said the Giants weren't good, and they're leading the division. They're playing really good. Buster Posey is out of this world again. Looked like his career was ended, and now he's doing great, which is good. I like Buster Posey, mm-hmm. but. I said the same thing when we when we played the Royals and we were like, yeah, but best record in baseball. And I'm like, yeah, but they're the Royals. And it's very early in the season. The Royals are now under 500. And I think, and, and we played well against them. Mm-hmm. And we tried to use that as a, yeah, but we played really well against the Royals and they have the best record in baseball. Okay. So we just split a doubleheader, or a doubleheader. We just split a four-game series against the Giants, who are better than the Padres and Dodgers. I don't think it's as big of a deal because I still don't think that they're that good. Right. <clears throat> There's a lot of things to like about them if you're a Giants fan, and that's True. fine. But as a Pirates fan, there's a lot of things to like about the Pirates. That doesn't mean that they're going to they're going to end up being the National League West champions. Right. Not when you have to... I mean, the Dodgers are going to figure this thing out. They're way too deep not to. Yeah. They're shell-shocked right now. They're losing too many guys. That's all. Yeah. I don't see it lasting a ton of time. Not to say that we shouldn't say that the split is good because they're playing really well right now. So the fact that we split is fine. Yeah. But... Cardinals coming into town for two games and then the Braves for four. We do know, let me see, the Cardinals, we got Brubaker going Tuesday up against John Gant, who's been really good. And then we got Cahill going Wednesday against Flaherty. So basically win the first one <laughs> yeah. and hope for the best. Flaherty's 7-0 and and just seems to, he's, he's a legit ace, I think. Can yeah. we just, you know what I mean? He's a legit ace. Mm-hmm. Cahill's not. So hopefully we get a good start from Cahill and we can chip away and maybe beat the bullpen because it looks like Flaherty's not going to lose. So, right. <laughs> 7-0. and So he's projected not to lose a game. Or he's, no, he's on pace not to lose on a game. On pace. He's on right. pace not to lose a game. It's hilarious. Uh, I, we don't have, I don't have probables for the Atlanta series. I mean, we know who's pitching for us right now. Will Crow's going to throw. Tyler Anderson's going to throw. I just think at this point we've we've used so many options. So when you use a minor league option, when you send a guy down, you option them down. You only use one option per year. Like it's an option year. So the right. fact is, is we can call up Miguel Yahure 
15 times this year if we want. I don't think there's a limit on how many times you can go up and down. So we can just sit here and say, well, we'll bring him up. He'll start today. We'll send him back down tomorrow and bring up a bullpen arm, and we'll send him back down whenever. Yeah, I mean, they could just play this musical chairs at this point with all the guys that we've been sending up and down. Yeah. It would not be surprising if Miguel Yohore, who has what, two starts, three starts now? Two starts. He he could end the season with, what, ten starts? Could. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's yeah. a fair number. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to start against Atlanta, but either way. Six games, two games. Let's split with the Cardinals or get swept and split with the Braves. <laughs> this is what you can expect. Obviously, you right. want to sweep both of them, but right, you're you're the away team, so maybe just split. Let's just split all week, one and one, then two and two, three and three. There's our week. That's what you can expect. Lock. That's what we can hope for. Let's not even. Let's just skip the next Sunday night. That's what's gonna happen. Ronald Acuna Jr. is gonna hit one that's like 750 feet. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen because then they'll show it all year round with. One of our pitchers throwing it. <laughs> yep. And that's going to be what you'll see all year. Oh, remember when we did that? It'll probably be Keller because he came off a good start, and I'm sure he's going to pitch against the Braves. Yeah, he'll throw against the Braves and get shelled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, anything else for this week? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs>